I was a soldier in the Israeli army. Uh, in my country, it's mandatory. So between you and me, I wasn't a great soldier. <laughs> I was much more into poetry than into weapons. So after several annoying months as a commander in basic training, uh, they transferred me to a little camp in the north of the country, Operation Damage Control. <laughs> but it was great. Um, I really excelled in my new position, uh, mainly because most of the time I played backgammon. <laughs> and I became really good. So one day, in the middle of a backgammon tournament, <laughs> they're calling me to the office and um, they're telling me that I need to go back to basic training camp. So I said, no. <laughs> she said, yes. I said, no. She said, yes. I said, no. And then suddenly she, she realized that she's the chief commander of the unit. She said, you know what, I'm not arguing with you, it's an order. And that day I wasn't in the mood to go to jail, so I really had no choice. Uh, actually, I had one option. Uh, the camp was surrounded by Arab villages and the only way out was to have a ride. So I knew that if I won't get out of the camp that night, they probably won't need me uh, in basic training in the morning. So... I played seek and hide. <laughs> Only the hide part. <laughs> uh, but they seeked. And, uh... <laughs> but I was pretty good and uh, it was six in the evening and I almost made it. Um, so, you know, and I was just going to celebrate my victory with a cup of tea and the driver of the last car uh, comes uh, running into the room and said, hey, you, you're going with us. And I said, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm in the middle of a cup of tea. <laughs> he said, look, we got an order and we cannot leave here without you. So I said, I'm just warning you, it's really bad luck not to finish a cup of tea. <laughs> the next thing I remember, I'm waking up uh, in a bed... <laughs> connected to all kinds of tube and machines, doesn't look like basic training. <laughs> and a guy that introduced himself as David uh, is sitting near my bed. So I, I had a lot of catch up, a lot happened in the last 24 hours. I learned that uh, when we left the camp, we had an accident. The driver uh, lost control over the steering wheel. The Jeep rolled several times and crashed. Uh, I was found very far from the Jeep uh, by uh, Daoud, the guy that introduced himself as David. Um, he covered me with a kafia. I wasn't sure that I was alive. I, I wasn't in a very good shape. Uh, and he covered me with a kafia and rushed me to hospital, the nearest hospital in the area. And um, at night when I was uh, in operation room, uh, David said outside, Daoud that is, uh, sat outside and waited. And he was the first thing that I saw when I opened my eyes. And in hospital, I was referred to as the soldier that came here with a uniform and a kafia, which is an Arab symbol. And um, Daoud took care of me those days. 
um, one day when he left, he, he hardly left my bedside, but he left. A woman came to my room and she said, do you know that that guy that is here all the time is Arab? And I said, yes, madam, I know. He saved my life. And um, I recovered uh, quite quickly. Uh, and I was strong enough to be transferred to a hospital near my home in the center of the country. So it was time to say goodbye. And uh, the most difficult goodbye was to Daoud. And I came to him and I said, I, I, will, I, will, never forgive you. I will never forget you. And um, he said, look, um, we need to get married. No, seriously, he said, um, it's not that I want to, and, I, and I'm sure he didn't want to. Uh, no, I'm, I mean, after a car accident of the magnitude I had, it's not exactly what you want to marry. But, uh, and, he, and he said, look, I saved your life, and you belong to me by Allah. And if we won't get married, there's going to be a curse on you and on me. So I opted for the curse. <laughs> I never saw Daoud since that day, which I really regret. Um, but life went on, and I, so like a, a quick disclaimer, I dated very nice, sensitive, mostly gay, uh, mostly straight, sorry, mostly straight <laughs> guys. They were really great, there was nothing wrong with them, but my relationship were a complete disaster, and that was many, like long time ago when disaster was still a description name and not an executive order. <laughs> I was told by a friend that if messing relationship up was an Olympic game, I would finally bring a gold medal to Israel. <laughs> I even went to a psychologist long before I became one. <laughs> she told me I have an attachment disorder. <laughs> so it was menage a trois, the scar, uh, myself and the curse. And we got along okay. <laughs> I thought that that's the three of us, that's how I'm going to end my life, until one day I got a message from somebody above the Arctic line. And um, 30 days later, and 400 emails, she landed in Israel. And she was magical and mysterious. And I had a feeling that I dreamt her once. And... Um, we, a year later, we had a commitment ceremony in Hawaii, and we swam with dolphin. And there in the water, I finally felt that the curse is lift. <laughs> and, and I have learned that uh, when my life feels like a curse, there is a part of me that I don't have the courage to express or be. Thank you. And I love you. <laughs>